The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 45, Five Ways to Lose Clients. Hi, and welcome to Session 45 of The Dancepreneuring Studio. My name is Annette Bone, and The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. It's another great day in Southern California. We are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving in a few days. And regardless of what's going on in your life, you can always find something to be grateful for. In our Step to Success segment, The Wandering Mind. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, Good versus Bad. In our Freestyle Flow segment, Grace in action. And in our feature presentation, five ways to lose clients. However, I will tell you five ways to keep clients. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Monica Volkmar, founder of The Dance Training Project and creator of Dance Stronger. You're listening to another episode of The Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. There have been many times in my life where I always thought that more is better. And the more that I did, the more I would accomplish. And that is definitely not the case. Nowadays, and I'm still working on it, I try to schedule in breaks, even if they're really short breaks. And a lot of times that's what they are because I implement the Pomodoro technique, which I've talked about in a previous podcast session where you work 25 minutes on and then take a five minute break and then go back to the 25 minute increments. And I've I've found that very, very helpful. So my step to success to share this week is taking a five minute break and just letting your mind wander, whether you're sitting, standing, doing some kind of pose, whatever you want to do, but don't get stimulated by what you need to do next or something else. Just let your mind just be at ease and be in the moment if you can. And this definitely takes practice. This is not something that is perfect all the time, of course, but I've really worked on this for the last couple of months and it's been really, really helpful. I'm also linking an article from CNN, which talks about the benefits of taking breaks, even for a few short minutes. And you'll find them in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash zero four five. So you're going to find that if you can schedule some breaks in, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, but start with at least five minutes, you can give yourself that much time and remove yourself from where you are working, go outside if you're working indoors or just remove yourself so you can be at a different place and take those few short minutes to recharge. And I think you'll find that this will help you even more than just working through and not taking any breaks. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. This week, I'm sharing two words from the breakdancing genre, which I absolutely love watching. And before I 
kind of tweaked my left knee. I was taking breakdancing classes on a regular basis. So I do miss it. And it's a great workout really tests your upper body strength. And of course, as with all dance, your coordination. So I'm looking forward to getting back into it one of these days. And so the words fresh and whack are used in breakdancing to describe things that are good and bad. So fresh is good and whack is bad. So it made me think of what do I think is whack in dance? And what do I think is fresh in dance? And then also in other things. And so this is my list of three for each. So what do I think is whack in dance and in other things? Or what's bad? I want to start with that because I don't want to end on a bad note. But these are a couple things to me that are whack. Number one, it's whack in dance class when you're more concerned with how you look as opposed to how hard you're working. Number two, that's whack is being a drain on other people. I know this person, I will call him Mortimer to protect his identity. He is one of those people that is, um, he's a great guy, but he is a drain on other people. And he always has an agenda when he calls. And he feels like he can monopolize your time and your creative resources. And he knows that he's doing it, but he feels entitled to do so. And so I would say don't be like Mortimer. (laughs) Don't be a drain on other people. Number three that I think is whack in dance or something else is constantly interrupting other people. I think listening is one of the best gifts and one of the best skills that you can learn in interacting with anybody. I think if you can listen to someone intently and give them your attention, you are really honoring that person. And also, you miss a lot of things if you're not intently listening. So to me, it is just so whack if you're constantly interrupting other people because you have an agenda that you want to get across. And I'm all for everybody having a chance to express and to say things. But if you're constantly interrupting other people, they're not going to want to have conversations with you anymore. Okay, that being said, let's go to what's fresh in dance and in other things. This is what I want to end with on this session. So what's fresh to me, what's fresh in dance is cross training. Now, I think cross training is so helpful in dance. It's it's definitely been my experience right now. I'm I'm just so excited with the progress that I'm making. And my latest obsession is hot yoga. And I've been wanting to take hot yoga for, wow, quite a while. I can't even remember. And I am just hooked on it now. It's wonderful. So besides the dance classes I'm taking, I'm also doing some other training regimens that have just been so incredibly helpful. And it's really building my confidence as I'm getting stronger. So to me, if you want to be a better dancer, I think it's fresh to cross train. <laughs> I've linked an article about the do's and don'ts of cross training in terms of dance from an article in Dance Spirit magazine. And you can find the link in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash zero four five. I think you should check that out. And it's really, really helpful. Number two, what's fresh to me in dance and other things is having meaningful thought provoking conversations. For those that know me, they know I do not like surface conversation. Now, of course, with any interaction, you're going to have your initial pleasantries and checking up on things. But I really like to get to the meat of things. And I think you can still have fun and have lighthearted conversations that are not just surface, if that makes sense. And so I really think it's really fresh when you have meaningful thought-provoking conversations. I've also linked an article in the show notes about um, how talking deeply about things makes you more happy. It's from the New York Times. So check that out. 
Number three that is fresh to me in dance, well, it's not really dance, but something else. And I don't know if this restaurant is nationwide, but it's a place called Veggie Grill. And they have this tempura green bean dish, this appetizer dish that's really good. So to me, that's really fresh because if you want to substitute for French fries, this is it. So it's really good. So if you're in the California area, I think it's just Southern California. I don't know. I'd have to look. But check out those tempura green beans. They are quite tasty. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? What's on my mind today? Grace in action. Grace, my dear friend, my college roommate, and seeing her in action. A big lesson for me that I will never forget. When we were in college, we would often go to Newport Beach or Huntington Beach and look for surfers. Yes, we were looking for surfers. We were hanging out and just doing what college kids do. And we had a lot of fun. We had some really great fun memories. And so I was reminded of an incident as I was driving by the beach the other day. And just what a great lesson she taught me with the way that she handled a situation. And we got rear ended one time when we were out and about and the man that hit us was an elderly gentleman. And she was more concerned with him than with her car than with herself. I think I might have freaked out a little more than she did. I don't think she even really freaked out at all. And and that's why the memory is so vivid in my mind. And fast forward a couple months after that situation, we had planned a trip to Hawaii. And before that, she got a call from the son of the man that rear-ended us. And it turned out that the son owned a high-end Italian furniture shop in Honolulu. So He found out, of course, that we were going to be there, and he wanted to take us to dinner at this fancy restaurant in Ala Moana Shopping Center. So we were all excited about that. But the lesson from this is that she wasn't expecting anything. She didn't, she wasn't kind because she thought she was going to get something out of this man. She was kind because that is her nature, and it was just the right thing to do. And so you just never know when your acts of kindness will benefit you in some way or or another in the future. And not that you're looking for the benefit, but it's always the right thing to do. And so I remember going to this dinner, we were sitting there, it was just um, the son and the two of us. And I think we actually got to go to the furniture shop and look, look around and that kind of thing. So it was a really great trip, a great experience. And I think I don't remember <laughs> a lot of the dinner because I was dozing off. But I will always remember the lesson and seeing my friend Grace in action extend kindness and be that example of kindness to others. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I was a little hesitant about going into the subject matter, but the experience is so fresh in my mind. And there are lessons that I was reminded of that I think will be helpful to you in your life and in your business. I recently tried out a gym franchise to try out their yoga classes. If you remember me mentioning earlier, I'm really enjoying my experience with hot yoga right now. And so I wanted to try regular yoga at the gym. And I was reminded that there's a reason I quit belonging to a gym many, many years ago. Now that might change. I might be eating my words later. But for now, I think I'm going to forego the regular gym membership. So let's leave it at that. (laughs) But my recent experience reminded me of 
how important it is to attract the right clients and to take them through a process that is beneficial to them. And it was really interesting. So these are the five things that I want to share with you in terms of losing a client, but also how do you keep a client? They're very simple. Number one, you can lose a client by not following up with them. So if you don't want, if you want to lose a client, don't follow up with them. Um, I didn't get any emails, any calls or anything. And not that I guess that I really wanted to because I'm not going to join the gym, but I didn't get any kind of follow up from the gym for my visits there. So how do you want to keep a client or attract a client? Use a project management system to keep on task. Use a CRM to have some sort of follow-up in place. It's not that hard. And especially with a franchise, you would think that they would have these systems in place, but that did not happen for me. Number two, if you want to lose a client or not attract a client, you want to insult what your client does. I went to three different locations of this franchise, and I have to say maybe one of them was semi-positive. The first one that I went to, the first one that I went to, uh, he actually was negating the fact that I had been in dance training, and uh, he was putting it down, actually, and saying that it wasn't like regular training, and everything that I had told him, there was something negative that he would he would uh, respond back with, and I thought okay, if you really want me to join your gym, then you probably don't want to say those things. <laughs> so so what is the solution to attracting a client or keeping a client? You want to acknowledge their achievements that they've done already. You don't want to put down what they do for their profession or if they're expressing something. It's not about one-upping that person. I know you want to display your expertise, but it I think it's more important to listen to what your client wants and see if you can find a solution for them. So that did not happen for me. It was all about one-upping me and telling me what I was doing wrong and that dance training wasn't real training. So we could get on a whole discussion about that, but I'll leave it at that. Number three, if you want to lose a client, is to mumble your sentences and not communicate clearly. Now, this could be for any type of communication. It's definitely one of my pet peeves is when people mumble and mutter things under their breath all the time. And so if you want to say something, speak up, communicate, communicate clearly. Communication is the foundation of so many different things, and it can make or break your client relationship. So please communicate clearly. Don't mumble your sentences and don't mumble your words. Number four, if you want to lose a client or not attract a client, you want to not thank them or express gratitude for them toward them. You don't want to express any gratitude toward them. And I've certainly experienced that. I experienced that in this this journey of trying to figure out if I was going to join a gym for yoga classes. And so that did not happen at all. So if you want to keep a client or if you want to keep a client happy or attract a client, verbally thank them, send them a card or an email. Like I said, with the follow-up process, it doesn't take a lot of time to express a simple thank you. And a simple thank you goes a long way. And number five, if you want to lose a client, you complain to them and you make excuses. Now, the solution for that is if there are negative things to discuss, you can still practice positive communication. So with that, how do you attract 
clients? How do you keep your clients? I would love to hear your feedback at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 045, where you can also find the show notes to this session. And I would consider it a great honor if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast in either iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And that way I can continue improving the podcast and get the word out, as well as give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. In the meantime, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.